The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Let's get over, I believe, to uh, Jimmy Lee now. He's a uh, chief executive of Wealth Consulting Group discussing the latest going on out there. And, uh, and uh, Jimmy, don't you th- it, it does seem very, very sort of cautious, brittle, if you like, uh, another epithet like that. Uh, uh, just what is sentiment really at the moment uh, dr- pricing in for the bond market and for the equity market? Well, thanks for having me on this evening. Um, yeah, I think investor sentiment's awful, but it's been awful for a long time uh, this year. And I think if you look back on you know historical examples of when investor sentiment has been this bad, usually stocks do very well one year later. And so I would say that while, yes, a lot of CEOs and experts and pundits are expecting a recession next year, I think a good percentage of them are also thinking that it's going to be potentially a technical one, kind of like maybe this year, or a very short one, you know, and a shallow one. And so, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen here in the U.S. Um, you know, so much of the U.S. economy is made up of consumer spending, and consumers still have cash. So you saw that Friday after Thanksgiving. Retail sales have been pretty darn good still. Mm-hmm. Consumers are still spending money because they've got money in the bank accounts. Now, next summer... Uh, when when some of that money is is or most of that money is gone, that'll truly be a test of whether or not the consumer stays resilient. But for now, I'm actually more bullish than most people that you'll talk to about this subject. Wow! So today we heard from Kathy Wood, the head of Ark Investment. I thought this was kind of curious. Her take as she's looking at the bond market and coming to the conclusion that it really shows that the Fed is on the verge of making a serious mistake if it hasn't already done so. And then on Twitter, she went on to say deflation is a much bigger risk than inflation. I mean, are we looking at a scenario where this elevated level of inflation could kind of come down pretty sharply, very dramatically? Could we be in any sort of deflationary environment? You know, if there's one thing that I'll agree with her on is on the subject of inflation. I actually believe that inflation is coming down much quicker than what's actually in the numbers. As as you know, um, housing, uh, the way that the, the the data is collected using a rearview mirror, represents 40% of core CPI. And because it's using old data, it's not it's not reflecting in the data today. Which which if it was. Um, it would show inflation to be much lower, I think, giving the Fed um, an easier path to, you know, starting to pause. Um, Dr. Jeremy Siegel has been talking about it a lot um, in interviews that he's done uh, that I've seen, and he's not the only one. But, yeah, I think inflation's coming down quicker in a lot of areas. And uh, if you're looking at forward-looking data, then, you know, again, I would be, in a couple of years out, I'd be more concerned about how we're going to get some inflation. 
And so I think Kathy is right on that point. And, you know, I think investors really need to be poised and positioned for whatever words that sound like a pause to come out of Powell's mouth. Because when that happens, I think that the stock market will be up much higher than where we're at today. Rocket put under it, actually, uh, Jimmy. The thing is, uh, we've got base effects also likely to really show, um, uh, you know, that, that inflation may well be more benign than thought. What's your take on that? And I'm sure the Federal Reserve is acutely aware of what happened last year. I think they are. And I'm not sure if that's why, you know, Powell sounded a little bit more dovish last time he spoke. You know, the other Fed members really haven't. Uh, you know, pivoted yet, but, uh, you know, the market rally, the market, uh, stock market rallied off of, uh, his speech. And, you know, so I think the market's going to be volatile and go kind of back and forth. You know, we've had a nice run, um, you know, off the lows until we get, the, you know, soon enough, uh, the, the, the reading on CPI and then the Fed meeting and, and what they will do. And so I would expect that inflation will continue to creep lower, I hope. And that we don't get any major surprises. The Fed does their 50 basis point hike, um, hopefully talks a little bit more dovishly again, and hope that's what ends up happening. If we were to get a, um, a lower inflation number, a much lower one than expected, I wouldn't be shocked, uh, uh, but I don't think it's going to happen just because the consumer still has a lot of money, consumer is still spending and I don't think that uh, we're quite there yet. I don't know if you saw the price action in Carvana today. The stock was down 43%. This is the online car dealership. Uh, they've got mm-hmm. trouble. They're trying to get it worked out with their creditors. Uh, let's put that aside for a moment. Separately today, we learned that used car prices in the U.S. fell again in the month of November. I'm looking at the Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index. It was down 14% from last year. So yes, you're right. We're seeing evidence of a real move lower in some of the price pressures that had been building in the American economy, which then takes me to the notion of corporate earnings. Are we looking at a situation where we're just on the bottom line, forget top line, where we're really going to be in for a rude awakening here when it comes to the earnings reporting season? I hope not. I know the consensus is for a negative around, I think, 2% still is the consensus for fourth quarter earnings. I don't know if that's really going to happen or not. I think companies are still doing very well, just like, um, I mean, for the most part, generally speaking, there are certain sectors like tech, uh, obviously housing that just been destroyed. But um, a lot of businesses are, are still doing okay. And I think in terms of stock picking, I think there's opportunities in growth stocks, you know, which which we haven't had, you know, for a long time. And so I think you can, you can go looking for some um, companies that'll come out of this um, situation we're in today. Like tech. And if, yeah, like tech and in areas of tech. And if, and if China really does reopen and ah. of course it looks like, it looks like, you know, the government's responding to all the protests going on over there. I wasn't really expecting that this quickly. I don't think but anyone if, was. If they, yeah. Who knows? Right. And so if they're changing that, and, and we finally get a global reopening of the entire world, world economy with the second largest economy participating. I think that changes the ballgame for a lot of different um, you know, countries and, and worldwide potential growth and demand again. Oil prices will probably go back up a little bit. And then I think 2023, hopefully, we can look towards um, more peace in Ukraine, hopefully not the other way around. So talk to me about how do you want to be how do you want to be exposed to this, Jimmy? Do you want to be exposed to U.S. multinationals that are doing business in Asia, particularly China? Or do you do you say, heck with it, I'm going into Hong Kong and I'm going to go long China that way? 
I think um, you still want to be multinational. I think I still think the geopolitical risk is probably the highest risk that's out there today. But um, I think there's a lot of opportunity going forward, though. And so I, I would say go stick with U.S. companies, and uh, that's the way I'd want to play it. Not that not that I would avoid international stocks. I mean, we have allocation to international developed countries as well as emerging markets, and and, and typically always will. Um, but we're not overweight there yet. I still think in the short run, the U.S. economy is definitely the best place to be. But there's more value in terms of uh, valuations in general outside the U.S. It's just whether or not those economies will really pick up. We need a resolution in Ukraine, and we need China to fully reopen in order for that to happen. But that's what investors could look forward to in 2023. I mean, you could find that China, as it does uh, used to do before, and given its position at the moment in terms of inflation, could start exporting deflation once more. No question about it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that while, you know, we're going to have a lot more onshoring of manufacturing, it's going to take a long time, right, to mm. build the plants, to create uh, chips and, and other things that are coming onshore. It's not going to happen overnight. And I don't think the worldwide investment community has quite given up on China yet. Uh, but I think you're going to hear a lot about China and U.S. relations uh, from the government, U.S. government going forward. And it's going to be a big topic, I think, of discussion. But I think there's bipartisan support in terms of making U.S. stronger. Speaking of discussion, a good one with you today, Jimmy. Thanks so much for making time for us. Jimmy Lee there. He is the CEO of Wealth Consulting Group, joining us here on DBA. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.